was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome, Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And on this episode, we're going to be talking about what is considered too early when it comes to monetizing your brand. Do we listen to the gurus and wait and wait continue to wait? Or do we monetize right now? We're going to talk about it. We're also going to talk about the 80-20 rule. If you don't know about that, you better listen to this. The full breakdown of the new Netflix series, Alexander, and the lessons that was learned in that whole series. And then a very interesting question. Is Gary V over with? We're going to talk about it. Moose, how we feel about this episode. Yeah, no, I'm loving it, man. These are some really important questions that you're going to need to answer for yourselves along the journey. So make sure you tap in. Let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And of course, this episode is powered by Ecamm Live. Whether you're streaming, recording, podcasting, or presenting, Ecamm can do it all. You see, with our podcast is powered by Ecamm Live, of course. So we're doing videos, we got overlays, we got voice isolation, audio isolation, it does it all. And we're giving away 14 days on us if you go to www.nickyandmoose.com slash ecamm that's e-c-a-m-m for that 14 day trial hello moose how we feeling man i'm feeling pretty good uh you know i'm back in that mode actually i'm about to send you something i want your opinion live on camera okay uh yeah this is unplanned you know it's like i was like yo should i share it during the pregame i'm like no nah, i'm gonna just wait i'm actually gonna get her opinion live on camera so when i send it to you you cannot say what it is um, yeah, it's just, I, I want to see something. I'm just going to try something here. So I'm going to send it to you here in a second, but okay. let, me, let me send it. Let me, let, me, let me send it now. Let me send it now. I just, I want you to zoom in on this, see if it's clear. And then, um, but you can't, you can't say nothing. Okay. It's I a can't secret. say nothing for so our audio people. Just, we, I'm sorry, audio I people. I just, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just want you. Oh, and don't show it to them either. But I just want to see your reaction on camera. <laughs> I just want to see your reaction. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make sure I I I let you know. And uh, <laughs> for those of you listening, she has a lot of different patients. <laughs> yeah, I want to cry because yeah. I can't say anything. Like it's not even like that's just <laughs> okay. Oh man, I was like, hey, before. Before this goes public, I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to bring it to the pod in a very unique way, uh, without saying anything. But uh, at least getting your facial expression, because I know you know what I'm saying you you are a person of many expressions. So I wanted I wanted that live on camera. Yeah, yeah. It's like too so, much. Uh, yeah. It's too much. It's too because it's, it's like there's one part that's like oh, and there's like the other part that's like shocking, and so it's like right. oh. We, fig we figure we do a nice balance to it. You know, it's like, hey, 
You got a low, a low, low sweet, a low sour. Well, I don't know if that is sour, but you know, it's a nice, it's a nice balance. So yeah, shout, shout out to uh, all of our listeners who are like, what the heck are you guys talking about? This is three minutes into the episode. Uh, what are you guys talking about? I have so many You'll questions, soon but find my out. questions will be. Yeah. I just. Yeah, maybe we'll save it for the after show if it airs late enough. Yeah, we'll we'll um we'll let you know at least maybe by next episode for sure. I just want to know if there's a rollout. Yeah, yeah. it's a rollout. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah. Okay. So by I'm next done. episode for questions. sure, everyone yeah everyone will know what's up. So yeah, I just wanted to uh to share that off. But other than that, man, things are great. I do I do have a lesson, not so much a show that I tapped into or anything like that this week, but we really have been diving into the numbers um and to to make connection around what what matters most and i gotta tell you of course the 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 big thing i'm talking about right now is the the challenge that nikki and i are involved in for e and the cool thing is uh it's reminding me again of of a of a of a principle that i've shared on here many times the 80 20 principle and you could spin it many different ways we've had close to twenty thousand people signed up but when you look at the most active, the most engaged, it's the top 20% who, who have committed to, you know, let's call it a, a, some form of financial commitment. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not so much about the money for this because the, the financial number itself was very small, but it just shows that that principle stays true and true and true. So like for me, it's just always that, I, and I can't tell you that I do it intentionally. Like, oh, I bet these people are doing this, this, and this because of that. But I just so happen to, oh, yeah, let me just make a connection. Let me see. Let me run some numbers and see where it's at. And I kid you not, I was like, oh, the 80-20% or the 80-20 rule is also alive here where the top 20% of whatever it is drive most of what you see. So, yeah, interesting to, to see it at something of that magnitude but yeah keep keep focusing on that pareto principle is uh is definitely what i'll say because i think it matters in so many different ways you'll notice you'll, you'll probably see maybe like the top 20 percent of your uh, followers drive 80 percent of your engagement or the top 20 percent of your clients drive 80 percent of your revenue or the top 20 percent of your efforts produce 80 percent of your results it's like it's just a crazy thing and and when you get out of thinking that you need to be for everyone and everybody doing everything and you, it's a balance of both faith and discipline because it takes a little bit of sacrifice to say i'm gonna let go of doing all of these other things to focus on that top 20 percent but once you lock in it's a matter of time before the, the results show so yeah, somebody, somebody needed to hear that. No, somebody needed to hear that. Well, so now to have a to try have a regular episode. Right, because I, I, mean, like, I, I pay, of, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I didn't pay attention to nothing you said. I know, I know, I know, I know. I can tell, I can tell. I'm like, but um, you know, I still got to show. I still got to show the peeps. Fine, yeah. fine. Okay, so, <laughs> so what I'm gonna do. Since we're sharing secrets, so Sarah's sharing secrets, okay? Mm. Can I look at my phone now? You, this, you're going to look at your phone. To you're going to look at your phone. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. You've been talking about this. This has got goosebumps. <laughs> Holy moly, guacamole. Let's go. That's awesome. Wow. I was not expecting this at all. When did you go here? I have questions now. Can I say, can I ask questions? 
<laughs> That's hilarious. Can I ask questions? I got questions now. Oh, so man. My, my audio people, um, since, like I said, since, since we're sharing uh, uh, secrets, I sent him something. Right. I won't reveal that till the after show. So this is a, a episode of just uh, facial expressions and uh, yeah, wow. just reactions. Yummy. That's so awesome. Yeah, I got so many questions. The view is just fire. Wow. It's like a mix of water and yeah, that's okay. All right. Dang. Anyways, oh. um, my week was was pretty cool, right? I uh binged on Alexander. Have you seen that trending on Netflix? Mm -mm, no. So uh, I have a big random, like, I don't know, uh, get to know Nikki situation. I love like Greek mythology uh, and, and the gods and all that great stuff. I love that when I was a kid. That was the only uh, only topic that I ever got A's in. It was the oh, wildest wow. thing when it came to all of that stuff. So uh, Alexander came out. It was a really dope docu-series, right? It was one of those things that not the typical because history stuff is boring to me, right? I can't always watch the really geeky historians speak about everything that happened, right? I can't do it. However, what they did was really dope where they did have those geeky people, not not to insult them, but you know, they they, they geek out on this stuff. But then they also had actors, play out the whole situation, right? So one thing that I love, well, there's a few lessons. One, uh, your mommy will make you believe that you are everything in the world, okay? You know how- Oh, swear to God. Yeah, like <laughs> if, you're, if you have a mom that's like, yo, you could do anything in the world and you actually move that way, you have a really good mom. I have one of those. I know Moose has one of those. Really good mom. Oh, absolutely. Now, yeah. Alexander's mom was like, huh, you, your dad? You think you know your dad? Mm -mm. You're the son of Zeus. Okay? Mm. So now, this man moves like, I'm untouchable. So he was like the king of this like little small place, right? And he has to uh, defeat Persia, like so massive, mm -hmm. right? Isaiah will probably put the the kind of the map just so you can see it, right? So it's interesting to see the journey. Once something is planted in one's head of like, you could do anything in the world because you, my friend, are different. And I want you to move that way. It all comes stems from what your parents say. So... Yeah. Shout out to all the parents out there, right? Now, another thing that I, I love is before every fight, he went to seek knowledge, right? So it wasn't more of like, I'm going, I have a goal, boom. Like at each major milestone, he went and he uh, sought out some type of information. So like before the first fight, he went to Troy and went to the tomb of Achilles, who, for those people who don't know, is a, like a really dope warrior. You couldn't defeat him unless 
you hit him in the Achilles heel. That's why we hear that situation because it was a whole person, right? The, the next time he went to Egypt, right? He loved Egypt and they actually made him a pharaoh, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. So they, he, he was like, yo, I love you guys. I want, like, I want people to know who, what Egypt is like. Is, I'm not trying to rule you. I'm trying to make the people know because I respect it, right? So he went there. He went to seek more um, information as well as just understanding the culture. Then, so he became a pharaoh physically. Then he went to this, like, sand, really desert part that you had to go spiritually, like, and he went there, mm. got hit all he needed to, and then he defeated whatever he needed to defeat. So f- each thing that you want to do, there has to be a checkpoint of knowledge. One thing that I learned there, right? Um, another thing that <clears throat> what, what I learned from there was do the opposite of what worked in the past. So in the first fight, like what people are known for is like at at dawn, they go fight. Right. He got close to to the fighting grounds and he was like, to rile up the troops. We got to go now. They're like, no, we do this in the morning. And he's like the, the, the general guy who was talking was like, yo. I have experience in uh, in fighting. You don't. Yeah, but le- last time I checked, that was a loss, right? That was a loss? All right, so we're going to go now, right? So doing the opposite of that. Also, where normally, like, the main person, they stay in the middle of these big fights. Like, you see those, all these people in the front, he, the main person, the king, whatever, stays in the middle normally. He goes straight at it. He goes to the center. I'm fighting. I'm going straight to where we need to, where other people would stay in the middle for the simple fact you could see everything. Where he goes in a thought process of, yeah, I can see everything, but I'm able to see the different pockets instead of waiting from seeing it from behind and seeing it from a worldview, I can see the different pockets to go through and get to the person. Right. So doing things, uh, the opposite of what worked before is another lesson that I learned. Uh, main one is the kid mentality, right? Meaning, uh, he was, I think he had to be in his twenties at the time. Or he was just younger than everybody. And he was not afraid of anything or trying anything. Doesn't have any experience. So he has to build the experience where his main general was always cautious. Right? He was like, yo, I don't think this is going to work. No, this is not going to work. This is not. And he was like, I'm going to go anyways. You follow me, you follow me. You don't, you don't. I'm going to go. Right? And which for me always makes me think about like, yo, do not like we as we get older, we allow our experiences and 
what we've learned to get in the way of maybe our instinct. And so sometimes yeah. we need to become a kid again and just go and just try it. And what could happen? We we go ow, like we get maybe a little cut, and may, but at the end of the day, we're trying these things that could possibly work. And the way he moved was like, even at even at closer to the end, and not to spoil it, I'm sorry. I'm trying not to, but it is what it is. Like, he wasn't settling. He was like, all right, I got all of Persia. We're going to get the world now. Hmm. Like, but you have yeah. everything. No, no. We're going we're gonna to go for more. I think, I, I think we can do more. I'm not, hmm. you know I mean? So that, that, that series was, was really, really good. And like the storytelling was great. The still showing kind of real life because they were still digging up like there was a city called Alexandria and they're still digging it up, trying to find artifacts uh, about Alexander. It's just a really good docuseries that if you if you want to see that, if you like stuff like that, especially just learning from a really great leaders, go check Alexander. I learned a lot. That's dope. Yeah. I don't even know how I was able to say all that because I'm still on the picture. Uh, did a I'm phenomenal job. Yeah, did yeah. A phenomenal I'm job. I'm I'm processing on my end. I'm still just <laughs> I'm trying to understand the scenery. I'm like, man, how did that? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> I do have a, I do have a question for you. I do have a question for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Man, it, CJ asked me a question. And I put it on threads, and I actually wanted your take on it, too. Okay. So, do you believe that Diddy can come back? Uh, man, so I'm not super in tune with everything that's been happening. I've heard some wild stuff. Again, TikTok is like my number one news source right true, now for what you heard. Yeah, yeah. For really, for for like culture related things. And what I saw, I was just like, whoa. Um and isn't it weird that these videos like that usually come up at the time when you know you shouldn't be scrolling? It's like, I saw a comment. It said, when you start to see videos like this, that's when you know you should get off of TikTok. It was like 11 o'clock at night. I couldn't sleep. Here I am just, you know, scrolling away. And I'm like, what? Whoa. And then it has the part one, part two, part three. And I'm going through it. And I'm just shocked to hear the names associated with it. Uh, but yeah, that's I, honestly, I mean... I, I'm still on the fact like I hope it's just not true. Mm -hmm. Like that's 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 the that's the part that I'm on. Like I hope it's not true. You know, it's it's unfortunate to see something turn that dark. Um, you know, because there were some rumors around, you know, the whole Biggie situation mm -hmm. and his involvement and what happened and whatnot. So I, I don't, you know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot there that, you know, hopefully, um hopefully it's not true. I think that's the only thing I could say, because I'm just not super educated on on the hookup, but yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. So, so for those who, who don't know, it's just for context. So I don't know where his, uh, ex-girl, uh, Cassie hit him with a major like lawsuit that was, y'all look it up. It, what was being accused is crazy, right? 
The problem is he, it was a quick payout. It was like next day. Right. Really? Yes. It was the next day. It got settled very quickly. And so, uh, even though they put out a statement saying a payout doesn't necessarily mean, uh, you know, a, like admitting to guilt, guilt, but it's still not, you know, a good look because literally it was like the next day or even hours. Right. And then, of course, uh, multiple accusations came out and, and Diddy's been quiet. He had to. Just quiet. So C was like, yo, if if Diddy's team hired us, what would you what would you do? Mm. I was, and I was like, first off, oh, that's fire. I, I don't I don't I don't want no parts of that. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um at the end of the day, I think the only way that he can come back is who co-signs him if he does a huge festival with major names that back him up i think that would start to calm it down a little bit i wouldn't say it fix everything because i don't know if he can go to a gail king because that clearly doesn't do anything i love you meg the stallion but i mean r kelly like, it just doesn't do anything, right? You become a meme. And so, who do you talk to in that situation as far as clearing out your name? Don't know. C was like, maybe a, a docuseries, right? Just Netflix, let me narrate my own situation and people will uh, tune into that. He can monetize on that situation. I think that's a good look. But... I, I said he got to be quiet and C was like nah he can't be quiet I was like uh should be quiet he needs to be quiet but that's what I was yes. like if you knew about the the situation I would have loved your take on it because it's uh I think he posted past this past week and he turned off his comments it's just quiet it's just it's not it's no bueno it's no bueno and he's too big of a staple in hip-hop but, you know, it's, it's weird. It's a weird situation. So, <sighs> Diddy's team. Oh, I'm I hope seeing. Uh, you seeing it? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, I'm seeing it. It says it, it was settled the day after the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, oh. Diddy's team, uh, y'all got some work on your hands. Uh, I, I'm, Yeah. So that's all I would say because I don't want to the, the team has nothing really to do with the person this is where you have to separate the person and the art you feel me that's the that's that's where I don't like these situations because from a like a branding and business side all his deals were canceled yeah, like, you know, all his once deals. these he types got, of things get attached to your names, yeah, it's not yeah, a good look. People were dropping him left and right. And so this is where it's like, oh, like the the personal the personal side of you when it comes to a personal brand that builds such a business empire, 
like Diddy, like the personal side will forever take over. And so it's so important to not have skeletons. It's just so important not to have skeletons. Yeah. The way this 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 day and age is is just it's just bad. It's just bad. It's just bad. I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those things. Yep. Sorry. Sorry. I'm still on this picture. I don't know how we're supposed to get through this podcast. I'm sorry, all my audio and video people. Um this is yeah. Anyways, okay, let's just you know what? Let's just go into the meat and potatoes because I got some we got a lot to talk about. We got we got yeah. want me to have a podcast after this. this is wild all right anyways <laughs> so is there such thing as monetizing too soon okay so you're finally ready to turn your passion into profit but then you hear these lovely social media gurus that talk about business that say hey hold off grow Build that trust, build that audience before you do anything, right? Here is a clip that kind of totalizes what we're trying to say. I know you've heard about how Alex and Mosey didn't sell anything to his audience in the beginning and as a result created enormous amounts of goodwill. Or you've heard Gary V tell creators that the longer you wait to monetize, the more money you'll make. But with all due respect to both of these people, here's why they're both wrong. You're not Alex Hamozzi or Gary V. Alex alone had a net worth north of $50 million before he ever started building his personal brand. He knows how to monetize extraordinarily well. So when the time comes for him to leverage his audience, he will smash it out of the park. But if you wait to monetize, you'll still be stuck with your metaphorical training wheels on, wondering why everyone thinks your offer is dog because monetizing is a skill and learning a new skill requires being a beginner. And it's a lot easier to get your beginner reps out of the way when you have 500 followers than it is when you have 500,000. But learning the skill of monetization is not the only reason. And this second reason has much bigger consequences. You need to monetize as early as humanly possible so you build an audience that expects it from you. The horror story example of this going incredibly wrong is the YouTube channel Yes Theory. They built their entire audience based on the pretense of we're just doing this for the love of it. They would launch their self-funded films and put a free or pay what you want button and that would be their monetization strategy. They would constantly tell their audience about how altruistic they were, but when the time inevitably came and they launched their first course because surprisingly, running a business that makes no money isn't exactly sustainable, they received a tidal wave of hate. They built an audience that expected free and then wondered why no one wanted to pay for their product. So now the burning question, when to monetize, is what we're going to talk about today, right? Unpacking what it takes to turn that passion into a steady stream of income, whether you have a nine to five or you're an entrepreneur trying to figure out the when. Let's just dive into when is the right time, because my man said a yeah. lot and gave an amazing case study. I wanted your take on, uh, one, the uh, great people, great business minds saying, hey, uh, five years, then monetize. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, 
so the the full length of that video is it's it's a really dope video by the way so shout out to you for uh you know for for using that as the the part to start this conversation i'm really torn with something like this because i still do believe when it comes to the online space the longer that you can wait to ask the more that you can ask for i do truly believe that especially in in today's world right because of what happened in 2020 and it was a natural, I think, reaction to what happened in the world. COVID came around, the pandemic hit, people realized that their jobs, their lives are not sustainable. And so everyone rushed online to make money. It had to be done. Some people, unfortunately, abused what was happening. But call it good, call it bad, call it whatever you want. At the end of the day, social media has made people tired of being sold to online because the platforms are no longer about being social or sharing your lives or sharing quality information or helping people out. It became a way of making money, strictly that. And so it kind of tainted the view of what people expected when they come online or interact with a brand. Now, I understand what he was saying about Yes Theory, but Yes Theory is like a super i don't want to say super old brand but they've been around for quite a bit of time right like they're, they're dating back to a, a bit of time so you have to be mindful when you get information like this because the world where business and marketing was at the time that yes theory was at their peak it's not the same way it is today right like i remember when they did that uh helicopter jump with will smith if you remember right and so it may seem like these guys are not monetizing, but let me tell you something, the millions of views that they were racking up on YouTube, they absolutely were monetizing. Yeah. So we have to yeah, take that channel. into consideration. Not, exactly, right? So it's like they're racking up hundreds of thousands, if not millions of views across various platforms, Facebook, YouTube, right, et cetera. So they are absolutely monetizing. Now, they may not be monetizing in the form of a course or a digital product, right? And so that's why when they came out and maybe asked for that course, there was that response to it. So you gotta really dive into the context and say, okay, from the beginning, and that's why, you know, I think it's it's good to think of it th this way. When you set, set to start your brand, you have to think about, okay, what type of brand or business do I want? And we asked that question on the question of the week a couple of weeks ago, and I said, are you in, the business of content or do you use content for your business? You need to like that helps you to find out, okay, what side of the coin am I on? Because if you're in the business of content, then yes, theory did it absolutely right. They use views. They built the heck of a following. They were getting a ton of viewership and I'm sure they were getting a lot of brand collaborations. They traveled the world and had a good old fun, probably, you know, I don't know what they're up to now, but I know one of them is Egyptian. So shout out to uh, the good brother over there. You know, I know that for a fact because I, I remember. I okay, remember, but nobody else. I know uh, one of them is Egyptian. <laughs> shout out to you. Everybody else. But little, the only reason I know bias. of y'all is because one of y'all is Egyptian. It's because one of y'all is Egyptian. Exactly. No, no, I'm just <laughs> no, 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 no. But I'm just saying like, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like it's. Uh, no. The context of, <laughs> she's like, no, don't, don't bring me into this one. You're on your own, buddy. <laughs> like, no, don't reel me in on this one. Um, no, I get it. I get no, it. it was just, that was, that was, yeah, yeah. that was, yeah. Good time. Good time. Uh, 
Yeah, no, nah, the con the context, man. You, it, it all comes down to the context, and I, I'm again not not to kind of tune my own horn or whatever the saying is, but I think that question really sets the mark to help you to know what side am I playing on, because making that drastic jump, let's say you are in the business of content, and you have to jump in and do you know, an additional business stream because times are getting rough and you're noticing maybe your views or whatnot are starting to decline or the platforms are not as friendly to you as they once were, then yeah, that desperate jump can turn off your audience where your audience starts to say like, yo, what the heck are you doing? This is not the relationship that we had for so many years. So I think that's one way for sure to look at it. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit tricky, right? Because... I don't want to discredit the people who are saying, hey, just wait, give away everything for free and things like that. Um, just like how we spoke about last week, how it's important to leverage free and paid situations. The people who are normally saying, hey, just build it, you know, gain the followers, gain the trust, that whole nine. Nine out of 10 times, they have a mainstream of income that allows them to say that. So we look at Alex Hermosi, he uh, has businesses. Like he doesn't necessarily need his personal brand to make money. He uses his personal brands for leads. Gary V, he makes money off of all his businesses. This is more of a, and we're going to talk about it later, but that's another way of leads to possibly get more businesses because he does also um, partner and acquire other different types of businesses as well. Uh, Grant Cardone makes money off of real estate and now he has a personal brand and, and we're seeing more and more uh, Jeff Bezos, Mark, all these people... Elon Musk does not need social media, even though he right. owns one platform. He doesn't need social media. These people are millionaires before even thinking about content. So the the like with with Gary V and, and Alex Hermo and not to just like single them out. I'm just going based off the the video and things like that. One will say do. 40 pieces of content a day. And the other one would say, hey, I spent 40K on media alone this month. They could do that because one, they have teams. Two, they have a business to fund all this advice that they're giving. So when we're listening to that type of advice, they're speaking to a certain audience, they're not speaking to the masses. They're speaking to other successful entrepreneurs, business owners, you know, people who have that kind of money to be like, you know what, if you really want to do this, this is where it's at. Now, granted, having a personal brand, especially in this day and age, is a must. If you are a business owner, a nine to five, an aspiring entrepreneur, it doesn't matter. Personal brand is a must for one, especially if you're a business owner, to bring leads to yeah. free leads, organic leads, global leads to your business. Without a doubt, it's something you need to do. 
But when you're listening to the social media gurus, these business gurus, you have to really pay attention to what they're saying and understanding their background. I'm not saying they're wrong, but that particular parts of information that they're giving out is not for everybody, but because of the funds that they have and the influence that they have, it reaches the masses. So they think it's for them. Right. So mm-hmm. that's, I, I wanted to address that part because we, we see the, these tops personal brands saying these things and, it, and then we get conflicted of what, what to do. I mm-hmm. really wish that there were more personal brands that would talk to the team of one, talk to the nine to fivers coming into entrepreneurship or coming into at least a personal brand. I would love the small businesses, like just small teams. What do you do with that? How does one business owner do turn into a personal brand and the benefits of that, right? But this is why you have this podcast. I'm just saying, but that's more realistic. And hence, I would say one of the major problems of social media today is that we look too far ahead. We see those people who are super successful and we lean too much on that advice and it paralyzes us because we're not, we don't have the resources or the funds to what supposedly to create a successful brand that will then benefit our, our business. I don't have so much of this money to do ad spent. I don't have so much of this money to create all this type of content. So give me a happy medium. No. Okay, cool. Whatever. So that's, Mm. that's one part. Um, Do you feel that these types of, of personal brands who are saying these, these types of things, I know, um, I, I believe every type of, influencer that's coming that have been business owners and things like that they do all at some point talk about how they create content and how they've built their personal brand and everything like that do you believe that information is for everybody from which part like the the way to go about how they go how they give advice in the content yeah how they give advice yeah i i i mean to your point, and, and it's funny because I remember years ago being on calls and trainings where at the time people were referencing Gary V's advice. It was like, hey, document, don't create. And you need 19 story pieces and you need, you know, it, it was all those, at least that was his model for doing it. And you would always say, hey, I wouldn't recommend that you start off that way because you got to remember he has a team. Mm-hmm. And I think even there's a lot of people who probably did not understand the extent of what you meant when you said that because maybe they didn't fully see what was all the pieces that go into creating that many pieces of content the easiest part of it and 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 i say that with a grain of salt so take that into consideration is turning on a camera and recording the quote unquote however many pieces you had to you know create or document in that case so it's interesting but yeah, I think that definitely 
I'm, I'm in agreement with what you said. People don't really pay attention to the context of what's being said and how that might translate to them in terms of, wait, do I have a budget for 40 grand or a $40,000 budget every month to invest into, into content and media? So, yeah, I don't know that people really pay attention to that because it just looks so easy. Right. That's probably why, you know, everyone is attracted to, to personal brands to some extent, right? It's like, I got to make the hard work look easy and then tell you about how difficult it is later. Mm. I, you know, I think it's like, that's what makes people essentially become even more diehard fans. They're like, man, I, I got to respect that because I can imagine what went into it. So going to the second part of, of the video, as far as like when to monetize, like in your head for, especially like, for instance, for the coaches that you work with at extreme execution, uh, slight plug, but is there advice that you give them as far as like, okay, when you reach this part, then introduce these types of products and which do you tell them to go for the gusto and like here full blown uh full package mm. there you go or is there like a process yeah no there's definitely a process because you got to think about it it depends on what you want to monetize mm -hmm. right there are some people who have a specific product sometimes even a service, let's call it um, a software or a SaaS model that they can monetize day one. That's, that's just their model. They're in that position. They have the credibility. They have the experience. They have the confidence. They have the know-how. They're just entering the space and they're able to provide value to customers right away. So if you're really coming from, so like you got to think about it like this, if you're bringing a background or, or an experience of 10, 15 years from one industry, and you're now just trying to bring that industry online and you have a, a full blown product cycle. And I, I don't want to say product cycle. I, I guess I'm looking for the word like what you have fits the marketplace and the needs of the people in, in, in the area that you're trying to produce. It makes sense to come into the market ready to sell right away. I, I think that's fine. Mm -hmm. Now you do have to double your efforts to grow your audience because you're, you're going to hit that glass ceiling if you're not growing your audience at the rate that you expect to grow your business. Because if there is no audience growth, there is no lead generation. And essentially if there's no lead generation, there's no business. That's why those guys are always so focused on, hey, let me expand the reach of my audience. And just by simply keeping myself on camera and wearing a specific hat that represents my company, I know I'm going to spill over and help produce the clients that I eventually want to work with anyway, right? So I think that's part of it. Other people come into the marketplace. And like I said, they're still in that transition from what happened in COVID or even slightly. And they're like, man, I see what so-and-so is doing. I want to do it. Or I, I, I feel that I'm ready to pursue that next phase of my career and maybe my, my dreams to some extent, but they don't have the confidence. They don't have the credibility just yet. They haven't racked up enough wins or momentum to say, I'm going to offer something to someone. And when I get someone to say yes, I'm going to make sure I provide and fulfill that value. And so that's why a lot of those people would say, nope, stay out of the market a little bit, 
build your wins, get your credibility, build those results, get some testimonials, get some wins under your belt before you can go out and open your doors to sell. So that's that's really the balance. It's like there's a context of I, I put extra weight on credibility because I think that matters mm -hmm. because it's it's it talks to yeah remember these are real people who are giving you their money their hard earned money and you you have to treat that with a certain level of you know respect to provide what you said you're going to be able to do for them. Agreed. Agreed. I think I don't think that it's too there's a specific time to monetize right because like how we spoke about with last week with the cycle of followers there's still kind of a cycle of followers when it comes to the conversion way of things because let's say you start out on any of these platforms and depending on the platform they're searching possibly searching for this particular content. So there's already a pain, a need, a desire of, I need the solution for this. If you happen to, to cater to that particular pain point in the manner that they need, some people, yes, I need to get to know you a little bit more. I need, I need to trust you. I may need to binge on some of your content, but there's some that's like, okay, you got it, hello card ready but in your yeah. head you may be like well let me get up to 10,000 followers let me get to 10,000 subscribers and then I can start thinking about monetizing right and and I'm definitely talking about from a side of how do we turn this into a business than necessarily too much of a a content creator learning how to monetize because we've covered that on past uh, podcast episodes. This one is literally how do I get a product or a service to come out? Like if, if yeah. at the end of the day, I'm really trying to sell something. Is it too early? Is it too late? Is there a threshold to do this? Whatever. It goes more on, I have to understand the cycle of followers. There's some people that are going to need to be a little bit more nurtured than those people who are just ready with the credit card. So what is the content that I am creating that is going to allow them to know that I'm spe specifically speaking to them? I'm uh, addressing their problem, right? So it's for you. You have this particular problem. I'm going to allow you to try to do it on your own because I don't want you to think I'm just here for your money. So here is it on your own, but the end part, the system part, the uh, true solution part, I have that over here. And like starting small, if you're just starting, then what is your kind of like your beginner product or a service that you can kind of test out to see if your audience is, is the right audience, right? Starting small, mm -hmm. being transparent, about why this product is being made. There should be content about the journey of this product or service. There should be behind the scenes. There should be, hey, I'm shipping this out now, or I'm, I'm starting to set up this one-on-one -on -one right now. Get, see behind the scenes of that. Being transparent about what you're actually offering so people can feel a little bit more comfortable 
with it. And then the money that you get, I would say reinvest. If you're, if you're making money from social media, reinvest it in social media. So meaning reinvest it in a better camera, better lights, better mic, you know, props, like tripods and things like that, whatever it is to kind of level up your content, like kind of 1%. But I think there's a, there is a, a process of let me nurture, but let me already have something. I don't care what Mm -hmm. it is, something that is, can collect the, the credit card already. I mean, right. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest. A lot of you guys need to ask yourselves, can you afford to wait? You know, like you got, you got to be real with yourself because we live in a world with real responsibilities. And sometimes we like to, and I don't know that we do this intentionally. Sometimes it's a level of hope and optimism, maybe a bit of being naive to some extent that we think social media is just going to hand over the keys to our future and our dreams and goals. And it's going to be a happy ever after. And that's not the, that's not always the case because it is a competitive ma- marketplace out here. If you're not really lined up or, or thinking through your positioning correctly, you will fall into some challenges. And so you have to ask yourself, can I afford to wait? Can I afford to invest all this time, effort and energy and not make an offer? Some people can, a lot of people can't. And in either case, I don't think one is better than the other or one is worse than the other, but you need to know the answer for yourself and say, what am I going to do? What's my strategy? If I am going to wait, how long are you going to wait for? Right? Because if you go in there with that expectation of I'm going to get an immediate return and it doesn't happen, I think that's where you see some short lived or some short life cycles of brands who end up just jumping from wagon to wagon. Mm -hmm. But that's an important question that people should ask themselves too. Yeah, because it's not there's 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 certain outliers. There's the and that's one percent absolutely of the people that, that you're seeing that is like come out the gate, boom, okay, we're good. Majority of people, it's a journey. You you I think was what I like about the internet now is that we're starting to hear more stories of the overnight success that took ten years. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. The 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 people are starting now just to hear about this uh this person or this artist or this, you know, business, but then come to find out this this person's been doing it for like 10 years. And so, you know, it, but from front facing value, now without knowing anybody's back end story, we're like, oh, they they just came out and super successful. I could do the same exact thing. And that's why it gets a little gray to where, yes, look at what's out there and collect certain data points that can help you in your journey, but get out of your mind that it's going to be the same journey. Like you are meant to have your own journey that will one day be documented to share with other people of like, yo, you did it this way. To get your first sale, you got this. To get your 10th sale, you got this. To finally sell out, you got this. You did this. This was the type of launch that you did, you know? Um, But at the same time, it goes, we have to steer the course of like, I got to do this. And 
have the patience like Moose is talking about, but also not be so hard on ourselves. Yeah. Because that's another thing, because yeah. you you will talk yourself out of it if you're too hard on yourself. That goes along with the patience. Have patience and have and, and have grace for yourself. But that's, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Wow, that's good. So overall, we're saying uh, is never like too early to monetize. You can monetize at day one. Getting your your systems in place is going to be one of the biggest things. You know, are you are you selling something? If so, like what is the platform that you're you're bringing people on? Are you selling digital products? Are you selling an actual physical product? Are you using Shopify? Are you just going on Wix and selling setting up a shop? You know, are you doing click funnels? Are you doing uh, any of those the high level? What whatever your your platform is going to be maybe concentrate on that. I, I've been really breaking down even for myself, like what is the product and what is the content that is going to be around that particular product instead of let me create the content and just put out whatever type of content and then mm -hmm. eventually get you to hone in on a product. Right. So think of the product, create the content, get your systems in place to monetize because people, especially like YouTube, we're looking at, we're, we're literally searching for these topics. You have a good yeah. video. I'm hooked. I don't, I didn't even look at all your past videos. You said exactly what I needed. Where do I go? Where do, and sometimes it's a bad thing. Sometimes that's a bad thing. But if you, if you're speaking to me and I need you, I'm gonna buy it. Off top. There's buyers oh, like that, people. Yeah. Absolutely. So, monetize now. If you didn't set it up, monetize now. Okay? Now, um, random, random, super side note. Shout out to Bima. Okay? Uh, Isaiah will probably put him on, on the screen. I don't know if you follow Bima. Do you follow Bima? Mm -mm, no. He, he's like our unofficial creator of the week right now because still I'm kind of like sore off of this creator week situation. However, he covered uh, DJ Khaled. Okay. Have you been paying attention to what's happening in Khaled with the Gatorade and the Tommy Hill figure? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So he has this Tommy Hill figure collaboration. He's coming out of the archives. And of course, Khaled golfs. So it's just we the best on top of some hill figure stuff. Okay. Bima brought up a really good uh thought process of it just feels old. Like, is anybody really checking for Tommy Hill figure? Like, who he's handing it out to is those people who used to rock Tommy Hill figure. He did give it to Travis Scott, so that's a little bit of a younger crowd, right? But it doesn't... That This is where... Is the nostalgic marketing working? And... Why? It's just... Why? Why are we... Why are we doing Tommy Polos? Why? I'm yeah. so confused. So I wanted your take real quick, 
if you saw the Tommy Hilfiger situation and, and like your initial thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw I saw the one where he specifically handed it out to Ludacris. Mm -hmm. And I was like, OK, that's interesting. I mean, I didn't think I didn't think too deep into it. Um, I connected it with the golf, mm -hmm. like, the you know, this idea of him going golfing. Now, now that I think about it more closely, what doesn't make sense is that I don't know that Tommy Hilfiger was ever a golfing brand. Like I, I can't make that connection that it was ever used for golfing, right? Like it's a, it's a, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting look there. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Khaled, Khaled has some, some cleanup to do with the people, man. I got to be honest with you. Like I know his, uh, yeah, of course. Like he, he I mean, I, I, and I've, I've been on here saying I, many times saying I love Khaled and what he's about. He's infectious with his energy and what he does, but he's got some cleanup to do with that. And I don't know that people are going to, uh, at least, you know, the Middle Eastern, the Middle Eastern crowd are going to support him the way they once did. So, okay. So, because you, br you bring up a good point, right? Does he have cleanup to do amongst his own people or to the masses? Because I don't know. No, I know. think it's to his own people. Okay, so from his own people. But is his own... Yeah. This is, this is just an honest question. Do you believe that his own people had a huge part of the success that of Khaled's success? Because I, I asked that. I don't... I asked that only because maybe it's not a priority to him. Not saying it's fair. Not saying it's right. But maybe it's not a priority to him because... The, that's not what kind of contributed to his full-blown global success. But I'm not saying that he should totally negate it, but it could that be a, why he hasn't prioritized that or haven't even yeah. addressed it because of the brands that he's connected to with it? it? It makes sense. And I mean, like, for example, he's done, he's been very open about broadcasting the culture like the middle eastern culture mm -hmm. as part of who he is right and like you can't take that right away from someone you can't say hey you messed up so i'm going to take the right away or the right away from you to speak about your origin story like i don't think anyone or any group of people own the right to rob someone to speak about their origin, where they're from, how they grew up, where their family is, their roots, right? I don't, I don't, I don't think that's the truth. But because he's becoming more open with it, I mean, especially in the times leading up to it, he has has opened up about Palestine and being from Palestine and the food of Palestine and the tradition and mm -hmm. you know, him being so open about God. Like, you know, I think that is probably why people started paying attention. And I got to tell you something, this next generation of Middle Eastern, uh, not just influencers, but the masses, they are, they are something else. Like they, they are like, they're, they're just different. Like, I think my, my generation was still like, man, we don't really belong. Yes, we're Middle Eastern, but we live in America. So there was that walking very carefully not wanting to mess anything up or bother anyone but 
this this younger generation i mean i don't know what their exact age would be but they're really owning the culture the roots the faith they're promoting it on social and now it's so it's so crazy even for me watching from afar because i'm seeing people who are not of the the you know the faith or even from the middle east as a whole starting to make the connection and then repping the palestine you know the palestinian struggle like yo i'm with i'm with palestine on this mm -hmm. because of their arab friends or their middle eastern friends and how they've educated them on the process so i'm looking at this generation like hold up if you're an og who has gotten away from or who like you were able to get to where you are because let's and i don't know the details if Khaled did or did not but i'm saying if you were able to get to your success without having to rep the fullness of where you're from mm -hmm. and you came from the middle east i don't this this new generation is not gonna let you slide with that like nah you came from our country we need that on front street you know like that's a demand and we have audiences and we're just gonna because he did the same thing turned off his comments and they've been off for going on three four months now really been off yeah his comments been off for three four months so it's like that's got to be hurting him oh. album coming out drops you know partnerships and things still happening but uh definitely i don't know i've noticed a change in how he's moving on social as a result of it so i think this new generation is not playing that like yeah what was it i was um because you brought up the the generation thing oh wait no his his comments are back on i guess maybe certain certain ones yeah maybe certain like i've ones. i've seen i've seen his post where like there's like seven or ten comments on it but, but there's like nine comments only. That's what Maybe I mean. I don't know what. Ah, uh, he probably, they probably deleted because has, that, that makes no sense. Yeah, some form of restriction on there. Yeah, because so there, uh, as, as we're recording, there was one about like, let's say his son, right? 16, uh, 16 comments only. Uh, and, but that got, 16,000 likes. There's one that's uh 61,000 likes only has nine comments. So yeah, there's yep, there's yep, some yep, there. Yeah. There's He's restricted the comments or done something, but I've like, "Oh, okay. He's he he knows he's getting a lot of heat for it." And so Yeah, yeah I don't social media manager cuz that that's For real. That that's a, there's one he's in front of the Maybach, 173 thousand likes got 12 comments that is mm -hmm. oh yeah shout out to i think her name is jamie uh mm -hmm. shout out to to her because that's that's a whole new restriction that is I, I was i think it was uh from diary ceo podcast and somebody was talking about like yo this generation is different like you were saying where they um they're more about authenticity, right? Yeah. So, for example, they, they were talking about Tinder, right? At the, the dating app. And so where, you know, millennials would say, hey, for a second date, uh, it's got to be about looks, of course, right? For, uh, what, are they, what are they, Gen Z? Or whatever. The generation now is more of, can I be myself? 
Are, mm. are you allowing me to be myself? And are, do I feel like you're genuine? Because I'll rock with you if you are a genuine person as well. Right. So yeah. you you are on the money with that. It's like th th there is there is a level of authenticity and realness that is being demanded because they've seen too many characters or uh, a facade of, of, of too many things and events that now they're like, give me something real. Yeah, Tell me. exactly. Yeah, they're not hiding or muting that. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Sorry for the side note. Um, shout out to Bima. But let's get into the uh, question of the week. Yeah, wow, I, I just looked at the time too. We're here. We're here today. Hello. Yeah, we're here today. So... Question of the week. This segment is sponsored by theflightassessment.com. Discover your superpower, your personal superpower. Learn how to use your superpowers to become a master communicator. Strengthen all your relationships and develop the self-awareness you need to fulfill your highest potential. Go to flightassessment.com. Now, I saw this, uh, this very interesting clip. Uh, shout out to Chris Doe. We, we cover you a lot. On this podcast, it feels like you're almost like a third person on here. So mm -hmm. A lot of people that feel like they're just guest co-hosts. So the question is, is it quiet for Gary V? Is his time up? Like, but also, how do we avoid this question ever coming up about ourselves? Not just Nikki and Moose, but like the listener as well. You guys. How can we avoid this? So I saw this clip and uh, just, we just had to talk about it. Is Gary's content that good? Has he said anything new? If you want to be famous, make 100 predictions, only talk about the three that you get right. He ain't talking about Snap anymore. It's crazy. Snap's still a viable platform, but nobody I know uses Snap. NFTs, I know we all loved him at one point. It's kind of a graveyard out there, right? If Gary were actually to sit down to write some content and be more intentional in the way he creates, he's going to grow again. But it's all over the place, man. His team is just trying everything left and right and center. His posts don't look the same. They don't sound the same and they're just trying stuff and he's getting killed on LinkedIn, on YouTube. It's not getting that kind of reach. It's almost sad to me. Like I'm rooting for him in a way, but I'm like, there's democracy here. We are moving towards an egalitarian social media space. First off, what's egalitarian? I should have looked that I swear up. swear to God, I'm about to look it up right now. I was like, what does God, that even right mean? Now. I don't... I, I... You thought I was playing, like literally as ah, you were saying you that. Uh, I don't, I don't yeah. know. Ah, yeah. what does it yeah. say? Right there. Relating to or believing in the principle that all people are equal and deserve equal rights and opportunities. So it's, uh, it's another way of saying equality, maybe. Okay. All right. Egalitarian. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So uh, your take on uh, on what... Chris said, and then also on the same note, how do, how could we avoid someone ever creating content about us in that same Seeing light? That. Yeah. 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 So for, for one, I, uh, I don't follow Gary Vee, so I don't, I don't know the full details of, of what, you know, what Chris is talking about there, but I do, I can understand what he's saying because I know the personality of Gary Vee. Mm. Gary Vee is a hyperactive, hyper-motivated 
a type person who is doing 934 things in in two minutes right yeah. like he's just constantly on the go all the time he he i don't think he drinks coffee like he's one of those people so with that comes chaos and if the beautiful thing about chaos is that you're not afraid mm -hmm. you don't see rules you don't see lines you go and for the longest time social media needed that audacity like they needed people who were just absolutely off the wall to break through the noise to stand out it was a volume game and they were they won just off of that and, and i think that's a lot of how gary won on social i know his business portfolio he had his dad's business he has other businesses that have made it successful in that light but i'm saying specifically on social he's won strictly off of playing a volume game period mm -hmm. He, he, he said the things that people were afraid to say. He showed up more than people. He was consistent. He works extremely hard. So we can't discount any of that. But to go back to the point that we just made about this generation, they are different. And you just have to accept the fact that while the OGs have set the stage, eventually the new creators start to form new ways for how things should go or how things will go on a platform. And this new generation isn't really on volume like that. Right. right? Like they're just moving different and literally on volume in terms of like the, the quantity and volume in terms of the noise, like they're a quieter generation. I feel like they're more chill and laid back. Like they take their time to really explain thoughtfully and in detail what they mean. <laughs> like I'm noticing all of that with this generation. So I think that's why he is maybe not as popular, mm -hmm. but what I will say, the way to not end up having someone or any content come out, your name, your brand about you like that, it goes back to what you said in the very beginning about Alexander. At some point you have to do the total opposite of what worked for you. Yeah. So if chaos worked for you, I'm being honest, if chaos worked for you, you have to start saying, hold up, how can I be more tactful strategic and mindful of what my next several moves are about to be mm -hmm. because at, it, at some point it's the law of diminishing return like you're going to do more and get less as a result of what you're doing and you're not going to see any growth growth requires innovation and change and taking into consideration what's happening not taking for granted that because you're on top and, and have been on top for a while that you'll always be there so people who make that adjustment, who are willing to receive feedback and say, all right, I know I'm the leader, but let me listen. Mm -hmm. Let me see what these brilliant people who are working with me, what do they have to say? What do they see? What do they think? Right. And let me, let, me, let me combine what's being said here for strategy and direction. So I think that's the number one way <coughs> to not have content come about to uh, or come out to say hey uh in high school you was the man homie like you know like one of those things <laughs> it's like yeah if you if you don't if you want to stay on top you you got you got to change your ways you got to adapt with times and <coughs> um and be mindful of that drift yeah so i follow gary and i haven't seen any of his content recently mm. reason why is it's just not for me anymore. Right? Right. So, um, hold on. I'm going to die again. I don't know why. At the end, I always try to die. Uh -oh. Hold uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's a cough. It's a cough, audio people. 
It is a cough. I'm back. I'm back. Okay, so now I do see what Chris is saying as far as it can be all over the place. But I don't think that's why it's not working because it's always been all over the place. Right? Mm-hmm. I think the cycle of who he's talking to, because he's not talking to the younger generation. He's talking probably to millennials and up. He's not talking to the younger one. And those people have probably went through his, because he's not saying nothing new, like he said, has yeah. probably just went through the cycle of his content and is just done. Now, there are still people who are discovering him um, and they're following him. But Chris may just be in that same uh, vibe as I am of what I heard everything you said. There's nothing more you're saying. You know what? I got to find something else to listen to. Because and, and this is this kind of breaks down into a whole nother thing, too, because He's been very open about saying, yo, I don't watch nobody else's content. I don't read no books. And hence why oh, maybe Chris. some of his content is kind of stale. Because he's not receiving anything new. So now I, I do respect some of the things that he's saying as far as um, like Facebook coming back to life and LinkedIn is still... Um, you know, very underutilized platform. Those types of pieces of content, yeah. uh, content and, and advice is still very useful. But like sometimes his predictions, like he said, it's quiet. I remember when he went big on audio. Everybody got to do audio. Alexa's the new thing. Da -da -da -da. Remember that time? Mm -hmm. It's yeah. quiet. It, like there's not a true focus. Uh, Alexa's just Alexa on its own. Siri is Siri on its own. It's not whoever. And I, of course, I said that now my my uh, products nice. are Go like, well. hey, I'm here. You said my name. <sighs> right. But um, it, it's not as big as he made it sound and wanting us to prepare. But of course, you're not going to get all predictions right. So I just feel like. Once you go through the cycle of the things that Gary has said, you have to move on because he is not saying anything to to. But those people who are new to it, they're loving it. They're watching it. Yeah. Right. It, but it's just not anything new now to avoid uh, us as, as just as consumers, listeners, uh, producers of our own. It goes more towards how are we staying relevant? Just like how I said, where he's not talking about anything new. How are we always talking about something new? How are we staying with the times? How are we evolving? This is why I love uh, certain music artists. Because there are some people who just stand the test of time. Regardless of yeah. what season it is, they are still relevant in some way, shape, or form, still staying true and authentic to themselves. So, how do we stay still true to our brand, to our business ventures, to who we are, but still stay relevant in this day and age, as well as how do we tap in 
to the younger crowd, whether it is the parents that we're talking to, they are sharing it with their kids or whether we're creating specific type of content. I'm, I was looking at my analytics for YouTube, right? Me and Isaiah, we were going through it and realized that there was a good amount of 18 to like 21 or something like 18 to 24, I believe that was on my oh, channel. I'm like, how did you get there? So looking right. at it, it has nothing to do with my long form video, but it has a lot to do with my shorts. So what do you think is going to happen? I'm going to create more shorts, more shorts. to be able yeah. to have a well-rounded audience so the longevity of the brand can stay there. So I think, I think one, continuously being a student, but I think that's one of the downfalls of Gary Vee. He, he admits that he doesn't watch or learn anything, but he does... He, what he does do, he's very respected, so he does keep young people around. That's mm -hmm. one thing he does do. I've, I've seen him with, with up-and-coming influencers. His team is, is of young people as well. So he does keep himself surrounded by young people, which is very important when you are uh, growing your brand and growing your business is to forever being tapped in to the next thing. But just more well-rounded content is probably what's going to be needed for Gary V, but Gary V can hear this, whether from, from Chris or some of our, our suggestions. And he could be like, um, have you seen my following? Right. Um, I just looked it up. Yeah, yeah. Like, have you seen my following? Have you seen all the platforms that I'm on and the following over there? I hear you. But clearly, something is still working. So, right. so, so that's why I kind of like, it's worked. I, I wouldn't say if the as bad as Chris made it sound. But I know I'm out of that cycle of listening to uh, Gary V, And not necessarily because I've executed, like he suggests, like, I don't, I want you to stop listening to me because you've taken all the stuff and you've executed on it. Nothing to do with executing is just, it's just not for, I, I'm hearing the same thing over and over again. And I'm like, ah, ah. Mm -hmm. but he is the right. reason why NFTs yeah. are probably still have a lifeline because of his audience and his community of how they yeah. keep that alive. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> I just looked up his, uh, his following last I remember it was like at 6 million and he's just a uh, 10.1 million followers oh, yeah, on Instagram no. alone. So crazy. He's definitely crazy reach. Crazy. Shout out to Gary V. Shout out to Chris. Love both of y'all. Um, and if you've heard, uh, this late in the game, uh, you probably should be joining Patreon. Okay. That means you love us. You're here this long. You're listening. So, like, let me shout out uh, Billy. We got Teresa. We got Brittany. We got Katrina. We got Created to Elevate. Vaughn. Shout out to Vaughn. Vaughn is one of our, like, hey. diehard listeners. And and Miss Taylor. I love to Vaughn. Uh, all from the Creator Av uh, tier. We love and appreciate you. We always said we're going to... Uh, Shout out y'all in the in the podcast, and that's my fault. 
I've, I missed a few episodes. So let me uh, recognize y'all now. And that's not to negate our Nikki and Moose squad. Shout out to y'all. Uh, four. You can start at $4 a month. That's 13 cents a day. If you support, you love us. If you listen this long, just get all the extra. We have over, what, two years worth of extra content for y'all over there. It's just, get it's really good. Okay. It's really good. We, yeah, we're about goodies, to do a man. private stream uh, within the next week or two. Yeah. Just, just go over there, please. And thank you. Um, of, Our YouTube is taking a darn hit. So if you love us just on a free note, just go to YouTube and just love on us over there. Cause Jesus, we got the copyright strike off, but once it's hit, it's just, it takes a minute. So just show love to to us. Say, Nikki, we we heard you. Moose, we heard you. Yeah. We're here. We love you. Uh, so go go over there. Follow us on all social media platforms. Uh, flight assessment, extreme execution. What y'all got going on? Y'all got anything? Can we see you in no, person? We're, 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 yeah, no, we're super locked in on the challenge right now. Mm. Um, I'm going to be inside for a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to be inside for a little bit. So I said my goal was not to travel in January. It's looking like my goal is going to extend into no travel into February as well. And, um, yeah, just, uh, stay home and work hard. Okay. Okay. No, no outside. No outside for me. I had a joke and I have to yeah. just keep it in. Praise God. So, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, deeper than the brand, go check that out. Deeper than the brand.com. We have actually, uh, depending when you join, we're having a 14 day, uh, content challenge for the experience for those people who are members of that. But we also have the AI toolkit, five course bundle, however you want to go about it. But 14 day uh, challenge is a vibe. Uh, and then, yeah, just follow us everywhere. Okay. So, Moose, final words. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm torn between a couple today, but I, I will say, you know, make your plan, but just know. God's plan is the best. That is my theme song right now. God's plan. Shout out to Drake. Uh, yeah, you know this will this will make sense for y'all a little bit in the coming weeks. This will make this will make sense. Not the, in the coming weeks. weeks. Not the major rollout. <laughs> <laughs> it will make sense in the coming weeks. Oh man, gotta love it. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Peace, y'all. <laughs>